Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throllers. Uh, I'm joined, as always, with Chris Reynolds. How you doing, Chris? Uh, sublime. Enjoying the second week of school holidays. It's got to be good to be a school teacher. More importantly, uh, how are you, Alan? Uh, I'm doing all right, mate. Uh, yeah, it's all right. I, I want to say thank you to all the people that messaged me asking uh, how I'm doing, and uh, yeah, doing doing really well. But it was it was nice to uh, nice to be thought of. <laughs> uh, I better better give a bit of a rundown, eh, of uh, of Please what happened. Do. Please do tell us all about the scorpion or the desert penguin for those that weren't there. The desert penguin. I'm a big fan of uh, of the desert penguin, which is what Oscar has nicknamed. What happened to me? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I encourage people to bring their bikes to Werribee for the non-vitational because there's a very cool BMX track there. And I thought, oh, we'll have a bit of fang around. We'll give a prize for the fastest around the track. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely having a crack. So I brought my mountain bike. That was the first thing I did during the, on that day. Wasn't it, Chris? I, we got the stuff out and I went for a, a lap around and it was great. Uh, yeah, it got warmed up. Lunchtime, I uh, had another lap, feeling real good, and um, yeah, Dazza went around on his BMX bike and uh, put in a pretty good time, kicked, kicked my time's ass. He knows and what then, he's doing on a push bike. Yeah, and then I grabbed uh, Aaron, and he went around on Dazza's BMX bike, and he put in a pretty good time, and I was like, oh, let me, I'll have a crack at the, the BMX bike, and Dazza's like, oh, maybe just be careful with it, though bit sensitive this and i said yeah no worries but in my head i'm like it's a bike mate like i just in my head honestly i was like not even for a second was like i'm like it's a bike i just rode my other bike i've been riding bikes my whole life like i can ride a bike um (laughs) that's the attitude that i had going into this fitting Anyway, so, um, and like, and Jake, I've been racing Jacob before and Jacob was on that bike. Uh, but yeah, Jacob wasn't going very hard and, uh, he had been riding that specific bike around earlier. So that was, uh, just a bit of, bit of reference that I, I didn't really cotton on to, uh, <laughs> just thought, I don't know, Jacob was just cruising around. But anyway, I, um, yeah, I go down the, I grab the bike, I go down the ramp got a bit of pace on it at the start i'm like oh nice i get into the flat and i get up and start trying to get some speed up and instantly go down like, <laughs> like a I, re- <laughs> I reckon i got what maybe three pedals yeah yeah nowhere near the first jump um <laughs> so like oh i i can't even really tell what happened my guess is uh like on the mountain bike if you want to get going you just start pedaling hard and i got a pretty heavy frame so a bit of side to side motion with my heavy frame but no problems on the mountain bike um it seems like a lot of problems on that tiny little bmx bike that weighs about five kilos uh with the tiny little (laughs) wheels uh yeah i don't i can't yeah i can't really explain it i was just i didn't lose control i just was going and then i was sideways there was no (laughs) no wobble no slip just, I guess, yeah, my weight shifting side to side must have just turned it sideways and I went down. So, uh, yeah, hands came out. They copped a fair bit of scrapage on the gravel. Head went whack, busted that open pretty good. 
um, helmet all scratched up. So um, it did its job. Thank you, Darren, for putting that on my head. Because when I went around on my mountain bike, I did not have a helmet. So I, was, I wasn't really thinking helmet. <laughs> Very glad he put that on me. Um, but yeah, then uh, yourself and uh, Cranny helped me sort of clean myself up in the in the bathroom there. And you're like, yeah, no, nah, that head one looks pretty deep. You better go to the hospital. Yeah. So uh, luckily all the score stuff, yeah, I was ready to roll because it was lunchtime for the tourney. So, um, yeah, I kind of just mustered back over to the to the HQ and said, all right, guys, uh, enjoy your round. I'm going to go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, Penn helped me bring my stuff to the car. A bunch of people volunteered to drive me, so I appreciate all that. But, um, yeah, hospital's five minutes away and I was fine. I didn't get knocked out or anything. Um, yeah, more of a, a penguin slide. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised it didn't do sort of more damage given how um, how far I slid. It was probably a good couple of meters. Yeah, it's a good few meters. You went down hard. It wasn't quite a scorpion for those familiar with the scorpion. And yeah, the desert penguin. Desert penguin is a good reference. But um, yeah, smashed your sunnies into your face and covered in blood. There's a few photos up on socials worth looking at. But um, yeah, I like. We were all obviously very worried about your well being, but also like. There was definitely a collective vibe that it was like, right, who's got their camera out? Who's filming? And, <laughs> and unfortunately, no one was. But no. um, yeah, anyway, it's a it's a story now. It's a nothing but a good story. Yeah, exactly. But no, I got off very lightly, I think. So um, yeah, hands are healing up pretty good and I'm, I'm fairly confident I'll be at uh, the social day on Sunday. Beautiful. So Back few stitches. At <laughs> uh, yeah, a few stitches. Um, light duties on Monday and you're back into it now? Yeah, yeah, I was back into it uh, yesterday with bandages and stuff on the hands and same today. Still hurts if I cop little knocks and I can't... Uh, I had a few swings of the hammer today for some stuff, but it, it wasn't ideal. But <laughs> uh, but it's all coming back. It's uh, Yeah, it should be fine. For those curious, what time did you end up getting home on the uh, Saturday? Oh, it was rough. I spent six hours in emergency. Uh, um, and there was not that many people there but it was just not many doctors so uh yeah it took a while to it took a while to actually just get seen like in the triage part that was a kind of a pain in the ass i'm sitting there waiting for about 20 minutes just so that someone can figure out if i'm dying or not like <laughs> that which is not a great sign for the old weary hospital yeah. Uh, but yeah and then just waited forever and then finally got seen and then they wanted to do a ct scan and Became a whole thing, but um, yeah, everything was clear, got patched up, yeah, about six hours, I reckon, so everyone was finished their round and back home, and I was not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, nah, all, all good. Glad uh, to hear it. Looking, looking forward to uh, seeing you take on the racetrack again on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> Just go a bit easier. It's my lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we uh, jump into the non-mutational, because we've got a lot to cover on the non-mutational, but yeah. before we jump into that, uh, last week's episode, I went pretty hard on uh, Ryan Deer and James Honeyman for just shit in the bed for the biggest loss that we've seen in the street league so far. They copped the not light. And uh, Chris Scott reached out to us and he said, you know what the flip side of that is? <laughs> and he's like great victory 
No, by myself and uh who was his partner do we know Manny Farina Manny Farina and Manny Farina yeah and he I guess he didn't he didn't feel like that they got enough love whereas the other guys copped a lot of hate so um sorry for that Chris and Maddie for not giving you your flowers but uh yeah amazing win you guys did very very well that's a huge upset and great work by you it has nothing to do with them stuff them yeah I wouldn't quite call this a retraction because I don't think we're in the business of retractions, but Never. We, we are just tipping the hat. We're tipping the hat here, rightfully so. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, the non-mentational. So I saw half of it and it was pretty bloody good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it fell apart after you left. It fell apart after you left. I was watching the live scores. The second half seemed like it was pretty good too. No, it was. It was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, by all reports, not to to re- look under our own skirts too much, but by all reports, people seemed to have a pretty good day. The, the course played pretty fun. Uh, people were happy with the the lunch, and uh, no one seemed mad about the four divisions, which is good, because as I glanced over the other Aussie Disc Golf Day results, I'm seeing, yeah, 40 people in 10 divisions. Yeah. So um, I think it played really well. We'll get to that maybe a bit later. But um, yeah, from, from all reports, I think it all went down pretty well. So um, good job to us. <laughs> good, good job yeah, to thanks, us. Thanks to everyone for coming and, and making it a good day. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know um, Yeah, when you want to get stuck into the deep results. But yeah, the, the comments have been that the format was solid, the casualness, the organization, um, just the ease of just like you know rocking up um having lunch on the same site um you know doing quick and sharp plays mate and getting stuck straight in and everyone just doing what they know how to do and playing some good disc golf um yeah it has been really nice to get lots of um positive feedback about how it went well and, and most of that credit has to go to you i'm like obviously dad chris over here and try to grab the reins a little bit after you left but i i was a fish out of water um you've done well to yeah put that event together and yeah it was uh, rightfully so well received now nah, sounds good yeah we'll uh we'll go through the the scores and the winners and stuff like that and then we'll have a yeah we'll, we'll have a bit of a deep dive into the format and um yeah i can we'll talk about how other people can run something similar i hope so we can have a few more of these throughout sure. the year Mm. All right, should we start down uh, in our bottom division, which was MA3? Yeah, yeah, we should. So I think your words were, write your own ticket and I'll give you any odds you like, yeah? Correct. And do you remember what my words were? I want Emma Winkworth. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Let's go, Emma. Emma making me look like a genius here. Oh. Five-stroke victory. Bang. Big. Big. Uh, go to woe as well. I mean, went into the second round tied with Peter, but um, yeah, it's just a massive victory. And um, obviously talking about doing the four divisions, like, I mean, across the tour, you know, there might not be 10 people in FA1. Um, so for Emma to take down, a, a ten, you know, a division of 10 plus people is just epic and so convincingly. Uh, five strokes, I think, in the end is was just so good to see. Yeah, she absolutely killed it. And yeah, if she had played FA one for Oz this day, she would have annihilated that. But yeah, I, I 
I'd rather the the hot victory here. I think. Yep. Uh, and and uh, so final round nine oh two. She's a seven ninety eight rated player. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like yeah eight eighty golf for the thing. That's funny. I, like this might have been after you stacked yourself and you raced off. But um, I was having lunch with her at the halfway point and she shot plus one to start off with and she's like oh i've only played here once before and i went one under so i want to i want to go under round two and well we four under will do the job yeah fantastic she kicked my ass i only managed to make three in that first round so yeah super good bam i was very very impressive performance there yeah i mean if you look up at um mpo um she wouldn't have come last in mpo <laughs> we got to be careful how hard we go on the man today, seeing as it's his birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's going to be inevitable. Hope we'll just tell him we'll just tell him to listen tomorrow. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, you're you're a hundred percent right. Uh, and then yeah, what well, she? I think she was tied with Peter Barry. Uh, after the first round, and she went one way, and Pete went another. Unfortunately, because uh, Pete was my my other Smokey that I was like, oh, you know what? I think he might pop off too. But um, he managed third. But Anthony Pearsall charged home with the neg three second round. Yeah, and that's some very hot disc golf too. So he charged up into second place. Hit fifty event uh, be one of his highest rated events uh, so far for Anthony. It was awesome to see. Yeah, now nah, very much so. Um, bogey-free second round. Um, yeah, no one else has gone bogey-free in his division. Quick glance at MA2, and uh, no one's gone bogey-free there. Quick glance at MA1. Um, no one's gone. Oh, no, there is. Uh, Mr. Tom Jankar managed to go bogey-free in MA1. Um, but, yeah, and a couple in MPO. But, yeah, that's excellent by Pearsall, uh, bogey-free. No, nah, very good. He was a, a late ad too, so um, good to see the, the late ad coming in strong. And uh, just another good reminder to shout out Bespoke Disc because mm. the trophies were amazing. So uh, Anthony designed all them. Uh, I had almost no input. Uh, <laughs> we, we were just like, put the name of the tournament on and the logo, please. And uh, he did all the rest, so wonderful stuff by him. Yeah. Um, so glad he got a good round in. Can't say a bad word about Bespoke and obviously any TD out there looking to get some merch or some gear or some players pack gear or anything, just like look no further than Bespoke. 100%. Uh, I mentioned Peter Barry and then uh, Brett Bobich rounds out in fourth. He was the, the ratings favorite. He didn't even play bad. Like he played sort of 10 points below his rating, which, you know, I've done that many a time and been pretty happy. But yeah, the, the three people above him just had some really hot rounds. They did. So that's that's all it really takes in MA three. You you get yourself one good round out of two, and you're in, you're in a great position. Yeah. Only other player I'd like to mention in MA three is Alan Mainpar. He took out the uh, CTP. What's um, for the division? What's really friggin' awesome about Alan taking out the CTP was we put it on hole eight for his division. He started on hole eight. Round one, parked it, got the CTP, was his only birdie for the entire day. Hole one. 
Oh, e- excellent. <laughs> and obviously, everyone else played that hole twice after him, and no one jagged it off him. So he got it with the first throw of the day and then held it all day. So that's a pretty good CTP. Nah, nice. I like that. Good shout out. Yeah. <laughs> nice there, Al. <laughs> oh, MA2, we, we had this as a write-off. We had Penn and whoever else you want to pick coming in second, but we were wrong. We were. We were. So, Pete Chu with a neg 10. Yeah. It was hard to obviously pick someone without a rating, um, and I hadn't had the pleasure of uh, playing with him before, so I didn't know what Peter was bringing to the event. Uh, turns out he was bringing pretty good golf. Um, minus four followed up by a minus six, 920 event. Um, yeah, got it done uh, by a couple in the end. Yeah, it was looking now. Yeah, very good. And a yeah, final hot round just to seal it over Penn, who he did work all the night before. So uh, that afternoon round, maybe just didn't have the stamina for it. But yeah, big. Uh, oh, yeah. Got a good story from Hardy today, a uh, Penn story about the night before. So he does work nights. He um, Hardy found one of his discs at. Um, at um, Werribee, he obviously had a practice round the day before or a couple of days before, and it was one of Penn's favourites discs. So Penn rocks up to Hardy's house sometime between 3am and 4am the, the morning of our event to pick up said disc from the letterbox so he could have it for the event. <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. yeah, well, pretty pretty outstanding effort considering then. Yeah. Still a uh, over nine hundred rated event for Penn, so we were right. His nine, his eight sixty rating doesn't really, uh, really suit him. But uh, yeah, he, he he came to play. But Peter Chu just he just came to play a little harder. Um, Matty Farina uh, t- rounding out the podium. Um, another little sneaky good event by uh, Buckets. And then you've got uh, Picanti Beans and Doug Adams tied in there on fourth. Um, yeah, the big going on there. Canty Beans finished strong, minus four. I think that's his first um, 900-rated round. Uh, that came in at just 9.02, so he's pretty stoked to get a 900-rated round under his belt. Yeah, sick. And, uh, yeah, Maddie, That's so we had the pretty hot social day and then the hot showing in the um, MLS and now he's backing it up here with a pretty hot showing in a tourney. So he's, he's running, rounding into some form here. He's up and about. Up and about. The Australian trip's done him good. Whatever, uh, whatever he was getting into over there is uh, paying dividends back here. And uh, my man, Jeff Brunston, who I almost guaranteed was going to come second, he came seventh. <laughs> he did. Come on, Jeff. What are you doing, mate? Let me down. Um, we can't Probably go past... just below rating, so not too bad, seeing as the other boys, like, smash their ratings, but, um, yeah, a yeah, bit, bit like Brett, just played a little bit under and got waxed by everyone who played a lot over. There you go. Um, and it'd be remiss of me not to mention that, um, after I went and picked up the trophies from you from the emergency department at the hospital, uh, and raced, raced back to the course to hand out the trophies, I just bailed up a couple of people and just said, right, who we want to do a spirit of the game, who should it go to? Um, and, yeah, asked a couple of people. Um, and both people said Peter Chu has to take the spirit of the game. Um, a couple of people 
overheard us ha- overheard us having that conversation and could not come and shout in um, favor of um, in support of that idea and yeah apparently he's just a lovely guy oh I love that that's really good yeah and uh, yeah I'll, I'll have to get funny. on the card with him yeah yeah definitely I was uh, going through trophies um, at the end and obviously you know got spirit of the game he got that and then called him out for the ma2 victory and he was bamboozled he was like i've already got my prize he didn't couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe he was getting another prize um so yeah just a lovely guy and uh obviously enjoying the game a baseball convert is the rumor going around oh okay interesting yeah yeah cool now very well done by you then pete Oh, and now our biggest field, the MA1 field. Well, sort of. It was until Brendan and I both DNF'd. <laughs> For different reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brendan was playing pretty good, but um, uh, yeah, I think his, his family was sick, so he had, to, he had to take care of some more important stuff. And uh, yeah, I ate a bunch of shit, so I also <laughs> didn't play the second round. <laughs> but I, oh man, I've told you this before that I swear I have never actually just had, like, a genuine hot round of disc golf. And, like, I don't mean all of your putts are going in and all your drives are amazing, but you just don't really make any of the bad mistakes, but putts are hitting more than you normally would or drives are hitting more. Just, like, you know you've had hot rounds, right? Like, you've had some thousand-rated rounds and you're like, man, I was good today, yeah? Correct. Yeah, I've never, ever had that. Like, not even 1,000. Like, I've had nowhere near that. I think my highest rate around is like 960-something. Um, and this is another example of my frustration with this stupid game and why I am still definitely, definitely a chump. So, <laughs> if you ask my card mates, um, I had some really nice drives. I hit some monster putts, like some, some pretty good scramble, long par putts, um, some good birdie putts. Like, I... Until my final hole, I didn't miss a putt within like 12, 13 for the day. Like I was just canning them. But I took two double bogeys. Yeah. One of them was that stupid, easy par four towards the creek that I thought was a great hole. Um, Ended up in the bushes and then forehand roller out went OB and then, yeah, upshot double bogey. And then uh, another one was a hazard. So bad shot into the hazard. Couldn't Had a terrible shot for an upshot and then had to upshot again and double bogey. But I just like, oh man, it's so frustrating. I just cannot, cannot put together a genuine hot round. Anyway, enough about the guy that's in 11th place. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so... Big Sam Stoyer was a late inclusion. Uh, he had messaged me to to say, oh, hey, mate, maybe just check to see what's going on with the BMX stuff because, you know, they park there sometimes and it might mess up this and that. Just a genuine interest to make sure that things were going to run smoothly. And I said, yeah, no, nah, no worries, mate. We've looked into that. Uh, how come you're not playing? And then he was talking about his jet lag and, you know, just getting back from the States and he just doesn't, yeah, da-da-da-da. I said, yeah, no worries. Anyway, he, he messaged me the day before or something, two days before. He's like, you know what? If there's a spot, I'll take it. I'm like, that's it. Let's get you in. And he destroyed it. Absolutely destroyed it. So 51 was the score in the first round, which was 
that was what neg 10 neg 11 neg 11 jesus christ yeah <laughs> absolutely destroyed it um what what was the round rating on that nine nine one whack so it was just his to lose after that. Like there was surely there was nothing he could really do to stuff that up. Yeah, well he goes into round two with three shots over Narada, five over Brennan, and then six over the rest. Huge. Huge. So Brennan, he did Brennan, manage to only just yeah. And then Brennan bails bails. So you've got three over Narada and six over the rest. So he's gotta be feeling pretty good. Yeah, for sure. But it got much closer than we thought. He uh, he ended up with a neg five second round, and Chris Scott with the neg ten second round just made it very very interesting. He did, he did. We thought we we're gonna get there, get a playoff there for a while. Yeah, it was looking looking very much like it, and I was looking to get my second tip of the day correct with uh, <laughs> a charging Chris Scott. But uh, yeah, couldn't do enough. Still, uh, that, still that, very, very good golf. Yeah, 16 down, gets the win, uh, of course, 950 golf or something like that for the event. Um, they both finished on hole two. Um, was trying to watch out of the corner of my eye as, as I was finishing off on hole one and thinking about the fact that I had to run to the hospital straight afterwards. Um, but, yeah, they both parred hole two to finish, so um, I would have liked to have... Oh, really? Yeah, I would have liked to have seen how that panned out. I'm sure there was... Yeah, playoff had to be a play there. I wonder if Chris has missed the putt or if they've just both thrown janky drives. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, for the two, like, and let's, another thing I want to say about this MA1, Chris Scott and um, Sam Stoyer charging is do either of them play MA1 outside of our event? Nah, nah, not at all. Nah. Nah, they're both uh, MA2 stalwart. So yeah, very good spot by you to see them kicking the ass of the normal MA1 players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three of the top four. Um, can't imagine Barnett's either uh, an MA1 player either. Um, yeah, three of the top four just uh, getting it done at our throwers and invitation. Yeah, nah, 100%. So someone who is a normal MA1 player and was charging home, I think was one off the lead as I was watching it, uh, or possibly had the lead at one stage late in the tournament, was Nath Parrish. He was mm. killing it. I think he was sort of 10 down with holes to play. Mm-hmm. But I think he took a very similar to me second shot OB and, um, yeah, end up with a double bogey or something, and that that was all she wrote. But he was looking at putting like a 13 down and, and stealing it from uh, Chase Card. But... Yeah, ends up in third with still very good tournament for him. Well above rating, so doing well there, Nath. He's been in good form. He was your one of your tips, wasn't he? You, him and Oscar? He was, yeah, I said him and Oscar. Mm. But yeah, Sam Barnett, as you, as you mentioned, not far behind. And then, um, yeah, Oscar and Narada on uh, Neg 9 after that. Narada with a big fall. Seven strokes worse in the second round. Come on, mate. I think we uh, pumped up his tyres a little bit too much last episode, and his mate did the opposite. Brett Brett went the other direction. Yeah, Brett's first round was uh, disgusting. I don't know what was going on there. There's <laughs> <laughs> no nicer way to put that, I don't think. But, yeah, very, very big comeback in the second round. So, well done there, Brett. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, nothing sort of too impressive after that. Jacob Cruden on the bottom. So, um, yeah, pretty happy to see that one. Although I would have been much happier if I had of not DNF because then I would have uh, hopefully easily gotten my polecat back. But Surely um, you were beating minus three. Surely. Yeah, I would have thought so. I was minus three at the turn. So was he. So um, was he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? But yeah, disappointing event by him. So I'm not mad at it though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now the big boys. So, I just I would have been a clean sweep here if Chris Scott had a, pulled his finger out, I think. Oh, yeah. no, not Penn. But, yeah, my man, my uh, my bold choice, as you predicted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tim Bohan, just over your man, though. It was getting real close. Another one I thought might have been a playoff. Yeah, well, they both, they both birdied whole 20 to finish. Uh, so, yeah, Tim... Yeah, Tim just went cold through 15 to 19, like five-hole stretch there where he went plus one and Leo went minus three through the same five-hole stretch and we thought, here we go. And yeah, they. Um, I, I was talking to Ryan Michelle on my card and I was like, we all know Tim can't throw a straight disc golf shot and I was thinking about hole 20 and I was like, shit, how does, how does Tim birdie hole 20? Like, I don't, I don't think he has that shot. And then Ryan was right there, and he's like, no, he does. There's a really wide firebird sidearm that he can throw. <laughs> um, and, he, and he generally parks it. And uh, sure enough, that's what he did. Really wide firebird sidearm. And uh, gets the birdie. Leo gets the birdie, but Tim wins by a shot. Um, yeah, well done, Timmy. Yeah, nice. That's a winning moment. That's what you need. Yeah. It's clutch. Bye. You know, that's you got to say yeah. that's clutch. What's not clutch is them both taking a four on all 19. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That should have... that As soon as one of them took the four there, that should have been, like, tournament up for grabs for the other. Yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting, that one. <laughs> um, Ryan Deer just behind that. Blake Nichols just behind that. And then uh, yourself just behind that. Yeah. Yep. And um, Ryan also... Like, Ryan got off to a slow start. Um Round two, like, was plus three after our first four holes. Um, but uh, then finished real strong, <laughs> real, real strong. Uh, went 11 down, uh, no, 10 down after that to round out his round. Big. Yeah. Big. All right, and we have to we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, our man, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Dazza. But, man, what happened? It was brutal. What was that second round? It was brutal. We, yeah, we started on hole two. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. It was not until our 13th hole on a really soft par four that he finally got his first birdie, which he followed up immediately with a double bogey. Oh, um, my God. It, it, God, it was brutal. So, like, yeah, he was plus five after we'd played. 15 holes, um, you know, thankfully, um, yeah, got a few birdies to finish, but rough, 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 rough. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, crazy. mostly, it was mostly putting uh, for those top there. Uh, it was mostly putting, but it wasn't just putting. Um, I got to play a practice round with him the day before and 
he was like, there's a couple of lefty holes out there. I don't care what Kyle Herbertson says. There is a few lefty holes out there. <laughs> in the warm-up round, Daz was just putting them to a meter. Like, he didn't even have to putt. Um, but, uh, yeah, a few of those must-get lefties, he was thrown into trees, and so they're not even giving him a chance at birdie. And, yeah, wasn't his best disc golf. But, um, mm. you know, as Park Media put up again today, which was a lovely little reminder, he also got a tournament ace this year, so it's not always bad disc golf for Daz. Um, nah. But it definitely was at the non-rotation. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to bounce back very heavily this week at the, the MLS. So whoever his matchup is, look out. Daz is looking for revenge. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, there is there is word going around that maybe this side of the Westgate Bridge, Daz is a bit cursed. So, um, <laughs> let's just, uh, I'll, I'll keep a close eye on that on the weekend. Mm, well, I don't know. I feel like I have to drive over the Westgate to get to Ballarat. And uh, last time we were in Ballarat, Dazza did pretty good, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Depends which way you go. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, well, that uh, that wraps up the scores. We uh, we had some pretty hot stat pendo information coming in and yes. uh, you did some nice whole breakdowns and and things yourself yes. so what have we liked um uh that we've got from the stats what have uh, we seen from the whole breakdown um first thing we um need to um look at is obviously how um obviously easy the course played and what holes played um, hard so hole six and hole 16 um, the, the brand new holes they played the hardest 0.4 and 0.45 strokes over par um, hole 19 the one that Leo and Timmy be par that played the easiest that's the easiest hole of the day followed by hole one but yeah hole 19 played a full half stroke under um, at 3.5 but how many eagles on the day did it have um, at the end, it ended up having hitting um, 8% birdie, uh, 8% eagles, which was six players uh, in the field. Got an eagle there. And in the morning round, myself, Oscar, and Nate Parrish all C1, like ta- almost happens for those two. I had a bit of a straddle part, but all C1 eagles. And in your second round, it was yourself and who? Myself, Dazza, um, Ryan Michelle, and Mikey Hare, all within 12 metres of the pin for Eagle. Um, unfortunately. Well, who, who got them? <laughs> yeah, only me and Ryan Michelle got them. So that's five of the six players came off two cards. Yeah. What is going on there? I When we, when we got our almost at like otherworldly frame uh i was just like oh this is going to get eagled left right and center but uh apparently not apparently not mm. i no. think though uh oscar who was <laughs> who, who eagled it in the second round i think he hit first available tree so <laughs> <laughs> and i obviously didn't get to play it again so um so the other hole that was eagleable was obviously hole 14, but only one person got it, and uh, that was Mikey Hare. I was there to see it, put it to about six or seven metres with a backhand straight past all the trees and then uh, through the gap like you would play it on hole four. 
um, just an outrageous backhand drive um, and then knocked in the, you know, seven-metre putt for Eagle. Sick. Only Eagle for the day. Amazing. That's cool. Now, the cool stat that came out of that, though, was that sat as 1% Eagle rate. There was only two other one percenters to be found. Uh, that was on hole one where someone managed a double, double bogey and um, on hole 13 where someone also managed a double bogey. And so there's three lots of 1%. All of those are owned by the same last name. Unfortunately, they are all owned by the Hare family. Um, so Mikey's dad there has had a couple of rough holes on hole one and hole 13. <laughs> oh, I love it. The hairs, the one percenters. Yeah. Nice. Um, any other stats I want to shout out is, oh, we've already mentioned, it's just the, the you know, Emma and the Stoyers, um, you know, having outrageously um, hot rounds. Um, and, you know, it's also mentioned, worth mentioning that, um, you know, Ryan D's rating's probably going to go up after the event. Penn's is definitely going to go up. Uh, Chris Scott's and Pacanti uh, um, Bean's probably also looking for a rating rise after this as well. Nice. Uh, so we we tried giving out an award uh, on the weekend as well. The the Fire Ass Stinguisher and the Felberg's uh, Jalapenos. Pickles, and correct. It, yeah, nah, he got jalapenos this time. He normally yes. does the pickles, but he does the jal- oh, pickled jalapenos. Is that pickled what jalapenos, saying? yes, yeah. Um, so I think we just to keep things simple and do quick math, we're going to do the biggest ratings increase between round one and two, and the biggest ratings drop between round one and two, and they were won by Narada and Brett, but they nicked off, so uh, they didn't. They don't get their prize. I think that's how we're going with it. Perfect. <laughs> So, so Stat Pendo has come with the the hot rounds of the weekend. So, um, the hottest round of the whole weekend was Emma Winkworth's round two, which right. was 104 uh, rating points above her rating. Monster. So, she is on fire. So, she needs the fire ass extinguisher, does she not? Soothe the burn, she does. Soothe the burn. So we'll have to get that over to Emma at some stage. Well done there, Emma. Uh, and you want to handle the cold round or? Yeah, well, it obviously is, will come at no surprise, but at a mere 110 um, rating points below, and thankfully there's a bit of a PDJ rule that says if it's more than 100 below, it doesn't get counted. Thankfully for Dazza. Um but yeah, Dazza's going to take home the pickles because he, he needs to fire up. <laughs> he needs to fire up. And um, so, Stat yeah. Pendo's comment was, he tried to stack harder than Alan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a few funny things in uh, Stat Pendo's sheets. One of them stands out. So I, I'm trying not to pile on Daz. I'm sorry, mate. Uh, yeah. But apparently when he did his hot round and cold round graphs, um, Excel just made a, well, sorry, he did uh, like a spreadsheet with charts and Excel just made a graph unnecessarily that noted and highlighted Darren's round. <laughs> so Penn makes a note that says even Excel noticed something off and suggested this graph. Artificial intelligence is even going after Daz. 
Oh, lay off the poor fella. Yeah, I might, I'll, I'll try to chat that image up on socials. It's <laughs> good. It's a good. Yeah, we're we'll, yeah. We'll have to get a good uh, a good shot of the hot rounds and the cold rounds for uh, for the socials because Penn's done some good work there. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, anything else you've seen or not? Nah? Nothing nah, for my stats? No, 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 that's good for stats. Everything else has got a shout out. Nice. Well, I reckon we talk about the the four divisions then because I, I think that has worked out uh, very well. It was looking pretty even when we first started looking at it. And um, if you start going through sort of top to bottom and you take out some outliers, so like the first first place in MA1... Like he did very well, but it still would have put him in sort of uh, what's that third place in MPO and like fourth in MA one. That's way down the bottom of MPO. So like with that transition is looking pretty good. And then Jacob with a neg three in uh, the bottom of MA one, and John just ahead of that with a neg five. That puts them quite firmly in the top of. MA2 still, sort of taking out that outlier of Peter Chu having a really, really hot round. And then it just continues on that, um, yeah, on the way down. So Emma had a very hot sort of outlier round. But other than that, the you know, the bottom of MA2 sort of bleeds into the top of MA3 very well. So um, I think it's worked well. Um, I don't think there was any just crazy, these people definitely will win. I don't think there was any crazy, these people don't have a chance of winning or at least coming up the top. Um, and I hope, uh, yeah, I hope the people who are involved sort of enjoyed having the, the larger field to play against because you don't always get that. Um, well said, well said. Um, spoke to a few individuals about it who um, would normally play in some um, age-restricted divisions, obviously with very few people in it. Um, and even they just kind of made the comment that they were looking forward to the challenge um, and just kind of had different expectations going into it. Um, and, you know, for some of them, it probably, it's quite possible that some of these people had, had never played in a division so big because of just their timing of coming to the game and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. And yeah. I'm not saying we, you know, we scrap a lot of the divisions for the big tournaments. I, I sort of definitely understand it. Uh, and then this tournament here was a bit unique because we we had told people from the start that we would manage the divisions by sort of rating uh, and left it, I guess, a bit open for, for our discretion. Whereas, you know, a normal tournament, people sign up for what they want to sign up for. So it might end up a little bit more lopsided. But I yeah, I still think um, these four divisions are the, the minimum four that you have to offer. And I think unless it's a big tournament, then I'm I'm hoping people start leaning more towards just offering sort of, you know, four divisions, maybe maybe five. And just having them hot, having them solid divisions, and it makes it a really good win. Yeah, I don't know if it will happen. I don't know if it will set a trend. I'll be stoked if it did. Um, but, yeah... Um, we didn't receive any negative feedback um, and received heaps of positive feedback. And it was cool just to yeah, watch the battles unfold. Yeah, nah, certainly. 
Uh, and yeah, I loved uh, I loved being able to bring back the the lunch aspect. Everyone hung around together. Some people rode BMX bikes, but uh, <laughs> everyone was everyone was around talking about their rounds, throwing frisbees. Uh, it was a very sort of fun, casual lunch setup, just how it used to be, and uh, it was great seeing that again. So um, I definitely hope we see. Yeah, more stuff like this pop up. Um, Stoyer made a comment that uh, anyone who's keen to do anything like that, to run anything like that, to to hit the the club up, and uh, they should help accommodate. And I, I hope more people do. It really, it, it's a little bit annoying. Anytime you're managing people, I'm not going to lie, it's annoying. Um, but it's definitely not that hard, and it's not that time consuming, especially if you're going to go for a, a no frills set up because the expectation is low um the only expectation really is to have some fun so um yeah i definitely encourage people to to throw more of these one day two round small events small divisions small entry small prizes um i'll come yeah for sure one day is i'll come uh, especially if they're somewhere on the west side of Melbourne, I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm definitely more than happy to help out anyone who who has, is keen to do it but is sort of unsure of even where to start. The The PDJ um, tournament manager setup is very, very easy. It's very, very easy to sort of set everything up and manipulate it. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'm more than happy to sort of help out in that regard. But, um, yeah, let's hopefully we see some more. Yes, please. Cool. Um, all right, what was next on our agenda? So, oh, yeah, the Vic Tour. This huge news. Absolutely huge news today uh, got dropped into the chats. The update for the Vic Tour. I, uh, I don't think people could be more excited to see this update. Go hard, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I might've been the other person that clicked on the link. I'm not sure about that. Um, <laughs> I clicked on it about five minutes ago. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I got a message today from someone who just said, Hey, what's the Vic tour? And I'm like, that's a very good question. So, <laughs> um, if you are a member of disc golf Victoria, then you are automatically entered into the Vic tour. And then there's five events that are on the Vic tour calendar and uh, you get points for how well you finish in the event uh, it's something that i think really could be great um like when the national tour was sort of popping off before and you know i, I know if, i used to get very excited for it and would travel to make sure i got my points and things like that uh, but it hasn't really hasn't really stuck yet and um i've got some some ideas that i want to put to the to the vic uh council or what do we call the Vic board? Um, and I'd be happy to sort of jump on and help run the tour next year, I think, to, to really get it going and get a lot more people involved. So um, I won't talk too much about it here because I'd rather actually have a chat with those people about it than sort of air my laundry on this. But um, I've got some ideas and I, I think it could be something very, very good next year. The Queensland guys are doing it great and there's no, no reason we can't be doing it great. Um, so I want to hear what, uh, maybe other people's thoughts are. So the, the basic concept will be a handful of events where you, you get points and you scored and there's a leaderboard and be prizes and things at the end. So, uh, if people have 
ideas of things that they would like to see in a tour, let me know and I might be able to incorporate that into uh, what my proposal will be to the to the Vic board guys um, if I ever pull my thumb out because I've been talking about doing this for a very, very long time. <laughs> like, I'm like, I signed up obviously a couple of years ago knowing that Theo was on the way. I didn't sign up this year um, so I haven't paid close attention to it. I was a bit more keen on it last year and I think it was a battle between me and Tim Bowen and probably Dylan last year as well. Dylan would have been charging. Um, I will point out, um, Gars take me by surprise to look at the leaderboard and see that Tim Bowen is not leading. Oh, wow. That takes me by surprise too. Who's leading? Ryan Michelle. Oh, okay. There so, you go. What did I, Ryan play that Tim didn't? I'm, I'm imagining there's probably like a double point scenario at the Vic Open and did maybe Ryan do better than Tim? I, I don't know. I, he like could have. He had a very good Vic Open. Okay. Yeah, that might be it. But yeah, Ryan's currently mm. currently leading. Nice. Because so, so far the events have been the Vic Open, the Central Vic Classic, uh, Melbourne Celebrates. It's those three. Those are the three, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, it must have been uh, yeah, the double points of the Vic Open, so... Oh, that's a good one to see. How's MA1 looking? Uh, no, it's not working at my end, MA1. Don't know. <laughs> well, I can say it's looking very hot. I can oh, not show up to the final two events and I've got it sewn up. Oh, who, who, but, how, how hot's the competition? Who are you, who are you leading against? <laughs> not at all. I can't remember. I know Taron's there. He's probably only played one event and um, maybe one other person. I'll tell you who it is. A name for, a blast from the past, this name's almost becoming. Matthias. Oh, Ms. Matthias. Oh, my God. Most of the people who are listening won't even know who that is. I know, right? I know. Oh, wow. There you go. So, um, yeah, shows how much interest there is <laughs> on the yeah. current setup. But I think we can make it great. So, um, yeah, give us uh, give us your ideas and, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get some updates soon. Awesome. Um, so, we've got the social day coming up. There's... Total of like ten people registered. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's climbing. It's climbing final. even during Is it? This, yeah, even during this podcast it's been climbing. Oh, okay. Uh, what are we up to? Twenty five. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Well, you uh well last time we had a social day, I picked two players that I thought were gonna dominate and I gave you a, a ratings cap for them to fall under and uh, asked you to pick two players. So you've you've done the honors this time and picked two players and given me a ratings cap. I will be amazed if we did not pick the same two players. Ah, okay. Like, <laughs> I think that as soon as you gave me the ratings cap, I, there couldn't have been a more obvious two picks. So, if you've done anything else, I'll be shocked. So, you tell me, you tell me your first pick, and I will tell you who your other one is. Alright, I'm good. I know you're going to be wrong, but I've just done some quick maths. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've just done some quick maths. I can see who your second player is, but <laughs> we're, we've definitely got the same first player. So, my first player is got to be Penn. Oh, nah. Oh, nah. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. Uh, I, my first player is the guy that absolutely just raped the course on the weekend, Sam Sloyer. Boom. Of course. You just shot a thousand under one of the rounds. Correct. Good choice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what, who's your second choice? Also course designer. And I wanted to say this before, actually. So 
Buckets had a good event. Stoyer had a good event. No surprise, those two designed the course. <laughs> True. All right. So, all right, we're not even going to have either of the same players. All right. So, I went for Penn and Peter Chu. No, I went Peter Chu as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went uh, yeah, Stoyer and Peter Chu. So, it's it's just Stoyer versus Penn. All right. Bring it I in. get around that. I, I can get, get around, around that. that. Let's that, go. That is a good battle. All right. Sick. Um, uh, well, right. yeah, anyone message in with uh, any anyone that you think can beat that lethal combination. Your cap is 1,800. 1,800, nice. Yeah, 1,800 cap. Plenty to play with this week in regards to the cap. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We were both a little bit unders. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were trying to throw me with that, but yeah. Nah. What's made you pick Pen over Stoya? Um... I just, I just rate Penn. I know. I think he might get a few hours extra sleep um, on a Saturday night compared to a Friday night. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, you rate Penn. How about we both rate Stoyer? What a segue! What a oh. segue! <laughs> so after his dominating performance and his massive MA1 victory, it's probably his first ever MA1 event. Uh, and, and get an MA1 victory. We thought uh, we would be remiss if he was not the subject of our player radar. So uh, what are we rating him on? All right, so we've got putting, driving, mental game, and card vibes as our regular four. And uh, one of our guest voters has come in with a pretty good uh, suggestion for his fifth category, and it's his ability to break protocol. Mmm, nice. I like that. Uh, yeah, we both haven't had too many rounds uh, with Sam, so we wanted to be pretty fair. We've got a couple guest judges to help us out. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with driving. And I've got here in front of me that Big Sam loves a big hyzer and gets it sneaky far. The man can throw a putter to three and a half out of five. Nice. All right, I've got... Um, I've got a three and a half out of five as well. Could throw further for a giant, but is solid on both sides. Never seems to throw any. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an audible here early, and I'm gonna I'm gonna round this up to four, cause I just do appreciate um, a man that can throw a good Tommy, um, and that's just like a little a little you know gun in his arsenal. That's worth mentioning. I'm going to round him up to a four. Nice. I like that. Yeah, he's got a good Tommy. Yeah. Bang, four off the, off the bat with driving. Very nice. Yeah. All right, what do you got for putting? Putting a 3.5. Changes from stagger to straddle more than he changes his clothes. Um, and it's a 3.5 from our guest. Uh, yeah, well, mine says uh, depends. Is he straddling? Or staggering, or both this week. Uh, hard to rate without knowing, but when he's on, he's on. Putt stands still from a very long way back and has some success. He's a solid three and a half. Oh, sorry, sorry. Solid three out of five for me. Yeah, well, that rounds up to 3.5. Yeah. Mental uh, game, mental go. Game. So, I'd say he's pretty solid here. And has made some huge strides recently in this department. 
His performance at the Thrallers Nominational being a prime example. The big guy has started allowing himself to give a fuck, and it's great. So, four out of five is what he's been rated here. All right, my guy's gone tournament mode. Stoyar can lock it in, but he is prone to the old dirt kick when he gets it and when he misses one, but still a solid four in the mental game. Big. That's good. And guys are on song here. They are lined up. I know. They are loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to sort of make an audible to, I think, uh, the, this person might be a little bit too biased on the card vibes. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the line says, it's hard for me to give my first disc golf friend anything but a five. <laughs> um, but he's not my first disc golf friend. So I'm going to say uh, a four from the big Sam Slayer. I've uh, I've played a couple of rounds with him. I think uh, he's definitely fine. I, I would be not mad to see his name on it, but um, I, I think I'm too too far for me to go five without being your first disc golf mate. Yeah, nah, and I think his next category that's coming up, um, he gets pegged down for that as well. But anyway, my guy was not so friendly. Um, and, um, for, for his kicking and just for generally being a rules nerd, he copped a four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, uh, uh, my guy wrote a lot of stuff, which is great. I love. We want to see as much content from our fans as uh, listeners as possible. But um, yeah, one of the things that he did mention, he goes that from welcoming new players to putting up with his shit to carrying his bag around Stony early the year after he had to pull out of the tournament. Uh, and he was recovering from a back injury. The man is one of the greats. Add to that, he is always the first to take the bullet and call people on rules, forgetting their score or slow play too, which saves the rest of us some tough combos. So big props here for uh, for Stoyer from our guest judges. That's nice. That is nice. Hmm. So okay. what is this, uh, what's the subtotal? Yeah, so speaking of, um, so his subtotal at the moment is coming in hot, 15.5. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. So that, that puts him on the on the brink of top 10 already with a category to come. All right, well, I don't, I'm not liking his chances here, though. Seeing uh, he's, he's on the Melbourne board, and uh, one of the notes is uh, he's always the first to take the bullet and call people on the rules. Yeah. <laughs> or forgetting their score. Then uh, i got to think that his ability to, what was it, ignore... Or yeah. break, break protocol. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think he's just too nice. I think it's a zero. So my little anecdote to this is uh, I can't remember the name of the event, but we, we a few of us were there. I was at Stony, and there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle um, with some other park users at the time, and Sam Stoyer, um, in his unwillingness to just you know be a rebel, actually. DNF'd the event to go smooth things over with the other park users instead of just carrying on and playing some fun disc golf and can't give negatives, but he is he is a solid zero. <laughs> and not even a bad thing. Like you no. said, that's like he did the exact right thing there. That's so good. Yeah. Like, he scored too well. He can't be getting good scores in his bonus category. <laughs> no. No. Oh well, 15 and a half, still good. It is. It is. Uh, who does it tie him up with? Oh, it t- t- ties him up with um, Kale No Social Davies 
and uh, puts him puts him just ahead of uh, Brett's Ebel and half a point below our man Daz. Nice. Considering he absolutely dominated Daz on the weekend, that's a, that's a good get for Daz. It <laughs> is a good get. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's round this uh, this podcast full of Daz hate with uh, spotlight, and not light. We don't know when, why. And you can't. This... I'm banning. I'm banning Dazza from this section. You cannot not light. Not even an honourable mention. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. He's, fine. He's been honourably mentioned a lot. All right, fine. Uh, Bear, that's his that's his birthday present. So yeah. I'm gonna start. Um, yeah. If you have any other not light than my dumb ass right, <laughs> riding a mountain bike directly into the ground instantly, and I don't know, someone must have done something pretty fucking stupid. No, nah, I don't have any others. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I cop a not light for being real shit at. BMX bike riding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just for having the idea in the first place um, and just leaving me high and dry. I haven't even done the, the TD tournament thing that, like, Alan, like, I, I can't be running, I can't be running out of events like that. I don't know what I'm <laughs> yeah, doing. I don't know the rules. It, anything could have gone wrong then. It, there could have been a rule dispute. There could have been anything. And I would have, thankfully, Sam, sure. was, on, Sam was on hand. But uh, anyway, we got through. You were definitely yeah. going to be my number one. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. All right. Um, you got a good spotlight? Uh, I, I feel like I've ran with this one before, but I'm going to run with it again because it was just in abundance. Um, my spotlight is just the general disc golf community. Um, just in your absence, packing down that course, um, just the sheer amount of volunteers that people wanted to pitch in, help out. Um, I couldn't send people home. Like I wanted to send people home and just, you know, go around and collect flags. Penn, who's like on an hour's sleep, jumps on his one wheel, rides around, picks up all the flags. Um, your, your dad packs down that extra basket. Just, I'm, I'm not, I can't, should stop mentioning names because I won't mention everyone, but there were so many people that just wanted to simply help out because that is the community that we operate in and, it's humbling and it's beautiful and it's precious and um, we love it. And, um, yeah, they have to be my spotlight. Uh, excellent. No, I love that. Uh, mine goes to the bald hill bully, uh, Aiden himself. I'm scrolling back up through the Tuesday night chat. Uh, I think this is uh, four in a row at least. Uh, if I keep scrolling, it'll probably be five and then six and then seven. Uh, he just cannot be beaten on a Tuesday night. Him and whichever partner you give him uh, wins. It seems like every single week. Uh, I think it's gotten to the point now where apparently he doesn't even put his money in. Uh, he knows it's coming back to him. And if by some miracle, then he'll pay that person in the end. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it's him and Daylight. So, um, yeah, very, very impressive. I'm kind of sick of seeing his face. So, hopefully, this spotlight will bring him down a little bit and next week he'll get rolled. Good, but, fle- uh, good flex to have. Good <laughs> flex to have, not even putting the cash in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I saw that in the chat somewhere, that he doesn't even do that. Why would I bother? It's coming back into my pocket. 
Uh, but yeah, no, that goes to, um, to Aiden for absolutely dominating the Tuesday crew with uh, a di- different partner every week. I've been scrolling up. This week it was Martin Go. Uh, whoever it is, doesn't matter. He's there. Don't bother, Aiden. Sweet. All right. Well, um, yeah, wraps up another another episode. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone out of the street league or well, all 10 people that can make it. This weekend, oh, there's someone. Uh, cu- there's someone coming out of the woodwork too to come represent our team, Alan. Oh, we we got it. We yeah, got the scout. We got a scout. Oh, okay. I thought I thought that was looking sketchy. No, nah, it's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, we might be copping some heat for this one, but uh, yeah, bring good good luck. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. No.